Hey everyone, this is George from Blockchain DX. We and today is the 21st of March 2023. Now there is a lot going on in the political world in US and it's going to be really interesting to see what develops in the world of politics and will that have an impact on the price of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies? I really am not sure. And look guys, as of today, the Crypto Fear and Greed Index is definitely looking good, particularly for Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. And there is a matrix which is put up in a website and we'll definitely go and explore that in today's episode. And what is happening lately is since the past few days, Bitcoin's dominance is definitely bumping up and it is at 46.5%. So we'll definitely go and talk about that in today's episode. Now there is a massive news in the world of central bank digital currencies and Republican Governor Ron DeSantis is definitely trying to put a ban on central bank digital currencies. And look us in my Krypton Coffee AD podcast, I have often asked, how this politics and politicians and political ideologies favor or are detractors for Bitcoin. So we'll definitely touch base on that once again and what side of politics or politicians or ideologies are in favor of Bitcoin, cryptocurrencies, blockchain, open source and even freedom of speech. Now those who are in favor of those things are definitely against central bank digital currencies. Now Republicans are definitely on the right track. So we'll definitely go ahead and talk about that in today's episode. And guys, last year in my Krypton Coffee Day podcast, I've been saying in the second half of 2023, I wouldn't be surprised if central bank digital currencies are the talk in the cryptocurrency world. And International Monetary Fund, they have published a report and it compares to Islamic banking financial system and why central bank digital currencies may not be ideal. So we'll definitely go ahead and touch base on that as well. A few days ago, guys, in the world of Ethereum, there was an exploit in Euler Finance and nearly $200 million were drained because of the exploit. So we'll definitely go ahead and talk about that. And there is also an update because looks like the flash loan exploiter is claiming they have no intentions of keeping what is not theirs. So we'll definitely go ahead and talk about that. Now yesterday's podcast guys, we talked about DeFi Llama and they were supposed to have a fork and they were supposed to also launch a token called as Llama token. So we definitely have some update regarding that and looks like the drama is definitely not going to continue. And the whole DeFi Llama and Llama drama is definitely put to arrest. And there is definitely going to be no Llama tokens. So we'll definitely go ahead and explore that in today's episode. And like we do in every Krypton Coffee 88 podcast, we're going to be looking at two news from UAE. And both the news guys are absolutely positive. And the first news is about DMCC, that is Dubai Multi Commodity Center. And they have partnered with Enya Labs and Boba Network. So we'll definitely go ahead and explore what that is. And if you're one of the firms who's associated or have your license with DMCC, this is definitely going to help you to get more exposure, particularly in the cryptocurrency, blockchain and Web3 space. And the second news is about Crypto.com and the news is that they have secured an MVP preparatory license from Dubai's Virtual Asset Regulatory Authority. So we'll definitely go ahead and explore that in today's episode. So quite a lot to cover in today's episode, so let's get started with it right away. Welcome to the Crypto and Coffee at 8, the daily podcast that keeps you up to date on all latest developments in the world of cryptocurrencies, blockchain and NFTs. Join us Monday to Friday as you kick off your day with a cup of coffee and a deep dive into the exciting and rapidly evolving world of digital assets. We'll cover the latest news and trends in the cryptocurrency and blockchain space as well as delve into the growing world of NFTs or non-fungible tokens and metaverse. Plus, we'll keep you updated on the latest developments from Dubai, UAE and the wider Middle East region. Whether you're a seasoned crypto enthusiast or just getting started, Crypto & Coffee at 8 has something for you. 
Our expert host will provide insight and analysis on the most important topics in the industry and help you stay up to date on the latest developments. We'll bring you interviews with leading figures in the crypto and blockchain space and explore the ways in which these technologies are changing the world around us. From the impact on traditional financial systems to the potential for revolutionizing industries and transforming societies, we'll cover it all on Crypto and Coffee at 8. So tune in and join us for a daily dose of Crypto and Coffee at 8 and let's stay ahead of the curve together. We'll start your day off right with the most important news and insights from the world of cryptocurrency, blockchain and the metaverse and help you navigate this exciting and rapidly evolving landscape. In Crypto and Coffee at 8, the daily podcast covers the latest developments in the world of cryptocurrency, blockchain and the metaverse. We'll also bring you updates on the latest news from Dubai, UAE and wider Middle East region. This also includes a range of topics such as developments in the local and blockchain industry including new projects and initiatives, regulatory updates and policies related to cryptocurrency and blockchain in the region, local and regional events and conferences focused on crypto and blockchain, interviews with leading figures in Dubai, UAE and Middle East crypto and blockchain community, coverage of any significant news or events related to cryptocurrency and blockchain in the region. By covering these local and regional developments, in addition to the wider world of cryptocurrency and blockchain, Crypto and Coffee at 8 aims to provide a comprehensive overview of the industry and its impact on the Dubai, UAE and Middle East region. Now before we kickstart today's episode, I have an important message, so check this out. Firstly guys, Startup OI is global one tech platform for tech. It offers global high paying tech jobs with flexibility in working time and location, global free tech events and tech networks to connect with global like-minded engineers, a brilliant platform to listen to the tech experts in Metaverse and to grab their insights. Now listen, all you have to do is download the app Startup OI. If you're using an Android version, go to Google Store and App Store for iOS devices. Alternatively, you can also click on the show notes below to download Startup OI. Next, guys, listen, if you're into fitness, if you're into adventure, if you want to do something wild but still want to keep your health in check, there is a new podcast in town a podcast focusing on obstacle course race in the Middle East. The podcast is called The Race Space Podcast. So check out The Race Space Podcast across all leading platforms. And The Race Space Podcast is a peer-to-peer community-driven podcast where they talk all about obstacle course race in the Middle East, from Sandstorm to Spartan Race, from Tough Mudder to Desert Warrior Challenge, and also the Government Gov Games, and quite a lot more. The podcast has interviews with athletes locally and internationally, to get inside scoop on how athletes prepare for obstacle course race. In the podcast, they also talk about interesting stories on why they are motivated to do obstacle course race. And that's not all. They also plan to release seven NFTs. And these NFTs are no ordinary. These NFTs will represent every emirate in the UAE. And listen, guys, these NFTs are going to be absolutely massive. So do one thing. Go to Spotify. Go to iTunes. Go to any leading podcasting platform and search for Rise in the Obstacle Course Race podcast. And finally, guys, not your keys, not your crypto. If you have dabbled with cryptocurrencies and now are seriously getting to protect your cryptocurrencies, there is no better way to protect it by using a hardware wallet. And this is where Ledger Wallet kicks in. And Ledger Wallets are hardware cryptocurrency wallets made by Ledger, a company headquartered in Paris, France. And Ledger's hardware wallets are multi-currency wallets that are used to store private keys for cryptocurrencies offline. And Ledger offers two hardware wallets, the Ledger Nano and Ledger Nano X wallets. They are world-class experts with extensive crypto security backgrounds. 
they continuously look for vulnerabilities in ledger products in a constant effort to improve the level of security. And today's world, securing these digital assets is a critical challenge. And this is where Ledger kicks in. So click the link below to buy your hardware wallet and support this podcast. It is a brilliant way to support this podcast. So what are you waiting for? The link is in the show notes below. Now guys, since we're taking care of that, let's kickstart today's episode by looking at the global cryptocurrency market. Now since the last 24 hours though, there has not much happened in the world of global cryptocurrencies. Now listen guys, if you are following US politics, there might be some massive drama that might unfold today in US and could this be the start of civil unrest? I really am not sure. And my point being, will that event have a massive impact on the price of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies? We'll definitely find out. And guys, to make it even worse, tomorrow is when Jerome Powell will be announcing the interest rate hike. So today and tomorrow, keep your eyes on US politics. Now, the global cryptocurrency market as of today is $1.16 trillion and since the last 24 hours, it is up by 0.26%. The total crypto market volume over the last 24 hours is $71.66 billion. Now, these numbers for total cryptocurrency market volume is definitely increasing, but I'd like to see it well over the $100 billion mark. Now that thing being said, since the last 24 hours, it is down by 0.31%. The total volume in DeFi is currently at $6.10 billion and the total value locked is $49.04 billion. And we have some update regarding Lido guys. The Lido's dominance is 21.35% and so far as its total value locked is concerned, it is at $10.47 billion. The Lido staked Ethereum token called as STETH has reached a new all-time high so far as market capitalization is concerned and it currently stands at $10.3 billion. So if we were to look at the market capitalization, it is currently at number 9, particularly in the world of DeFi. So it looks like this new stake Ethereum token called as STETH is definitely getting a lot of momentum. Now make it is number 2 so far as the total value locked is concerned and as of today it is $7.71 billion, followed by RV at $5.61 billion. Core Finance at number 4 at $4.64 billion and Unisop at $3.75 billion. And later on, guys, we'll definitely go ahead and explore some more news regarding Unisop. But before that, let's look at the volume of stable coins. The volume of stable coins is low at $65.12 billion, but it still accounts for 90.88% of the total crypto market 24 hour volume. And once again, guys, 3 to 5 years down the line, I wouldn't be surprised if the volume of stable coins is ridiculously low. And this is because of central bank digital currencies. They might be on the verge of getting mainstream momentum. The Tether USDT accounts for $51.03 billion, followed by Circle USDC at $6.56 billion and Binance USD at $7.12 billion. Now, guys, if you look at the market cap of Binance VUSD, it has drastically fallen down. And as of today, it is hovering somewhere between the $8 billion mark. Now, ever since the drama with taxes, more than 45% of its market cap has completely disappeared. Circle USDC's market cap has also gone down, but Tether USDT's market cap is relatively stable. Now let's look at the market cap. 24-hour trading volume and dominance between Bitcoin and Ethereum. Bitcoin's market cap is staying steady at over the half trillion dollar mark at $536 billion. Ethereum's market cap is $213 billion. Now listen guys, I've been tracking this data only to check if Ethereum flips Bitcoin and I've been tracking this data ever since the Ethereum London hard fork. But it looks like Ethereum flipping Bitcoin might take a much longer time than anticipated. I was really hoping 12 to 18 months after the Ethereum London hard fork is when Ethereum would flip Bitcoin. 
but looks like this time frame needs to be revisited. Now, as of today, Ethereum's market cap is well below the 50% mark of Bitcoin's market cap, and unfortunately, I was 100% wrong, and I really am not sure when would Ethereum flip Bitcoin so far as its market cap is concerned. Now, the 24-hour trading volume of Ethereum is $10 billion, whereas Bitcoin is $41.3 billion. If you look at the dominance, Bitcoin's dominance is definitely picking up pace, which is absolutely fantastic, guys. It's 46.50% and Ethereum is 18.40%. Now, in today's episode, guys, I'm going to be looking at the top three decentralized apps that are currently working on Ethereum and on Binance. And Ethereum, the top three are all of them Uniswap. The first one is Uniswap version 3. The second one is Uniswap NFT aggregator. And the third one is Uniswap version 2. Now, the number four is Blur, which is to do with NFTs. And a few weeks ago, guys, we were talking about some drama between Blur and OpenSea. And at that point of time, OpenSea was number fourth. But when I checked OpenSea today, it has gone down to number 14. So Blur is definitely picking up pace. And if you're a trader working in NFTs, I'm pretty much sure that you're actively tracking what is going on in Blur. Now, Binance's decentralized apps, the first one is CyberConnect followed by PancakeSwap, and the third one is Hooked. Now, unfortunately, I do not use CyberConnect or Hooked, but if you do have any thoughts and recommendations about them, mention them in the comments below. Now, guys, let's look at the king of all kings, that is Bitcoin. The price of Bitcoin is at $27,701, and since the last 24 hours, it is up by 0.24%, and since the last 7 days, it is up by 13%. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens in the political world in US today. And if that has an impact on the price of cryptocurrencies, and tomorrow when Jerome Powell announces the interest rate hike, it's going to be really critical to see what happens to the price of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. What I feel, guys, is based on the number that Jerome Powell announces tomorrow, it just might set the stage for the price of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies probably till the end of the year. Ethereum is currently at $1,742. Since the last 24 hours, it is down by 1.31%. Since the last 7 days, it is up by 3.49%. Binance Coin is staying strong at $331 since the last 24 hours, it is 1.13% and since the last 7 days, it is up by 7.74%. Now look guys, the prices are definitely pumping up ever since the CPI numbers were out and because of the banking industry had a collapse. And if you look at the Crypto and Greed Index, it currently shows as greed and they have a number attached to that as well and the number currently is at 60 which means people are definitely on the verge of buying more Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. And precisely because of that, Bitcoin's dominance has definitely pumped up to 46.5%. Now, will this trend continue for the rest of the year? I really am not sure, guys. And guys, the website to find out more information about crypto fear and greed index is alternative.me. So what they tend to do is they tend to look at different factors, such as the price volatility, market momentum and volume, social media sentiment, they do surveys, dominance, trends, and quite a lot of other. And based on that, what they tend to do is they kind of have like a pie chart where it says extreme fear, fear, but currently now Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies are agreed, which means people are definitely in the lookout of buying more Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. And I'm looking at the website right now, and right now it is 11.30 a.m. comes at the time, and the next update will happen in roughly 16 hours and 26 minutes. So I'm pretty much sure based on what happens in the world of politics, this matrix would drastically change. Now, speaking of politics, guys, what side of politics are in favor of Bitcoin, cryptocurrencies, blockchain, open source, and freedom of speech? Now, I've said this several times in my past, left-wing ideologies 
and left-wing politicians are definitely not in favor of Bitcoin cryptocurrencies, blockchain, open source, and even freedom of speech. They often support cancel culture, and left-wing ideologies and politicians are the ones who are in favor of more control and central bank digital currencies. Right-wing ideologies and right-wing politicians, on the other hand, though, are in favor of Bitcoin, cryptocurrencies, blockchain, open source innovation, and freedom of speech. And there is news regarding central bank digital currencies. And guys, listen. Central bank digital currency definitely poses a threat to privacy and offers governments full control over individual spendings. Now, because of that, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, and hopefully he might be the President of the United States maybe in 2024-2028, he has proposed legislations to prohibit the use of central bank digital currencies as money in a state. And Bitcoin.com has reported that earlier in the month, South Dakota Governor Christy Nome vetoed a bill that was disguised as an update to the UCC guidelines but paves the way for CBDCs while disallowing the use of cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin as a form of currency. And she urged 20 other states including Florida that are about to consider a small bill to block this legislation from passing. Now look as lefting ideologies and politicians are definitely a threat to open source, definitely a threat to freedom of speech and definitely a threat for cryptocurrency as well. So Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has proposed legislation to prohibit the use of central bank digital currencies as money in the state. Now, he believes that the Biden administration's efforts to introduce CBDCs are about surveillance and control and that it will stifle innovation and promote government-sanctioned surveillance. The proposed legislations will protect consumers and businesses in the state from the recklessness adoption of central bank digital dollar, which will stifle innovation and promote government-sanctioned surveillance. And he also noted that CBDCs are not the same as decentralized cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin. And guys, the legislative proposal prohibits the use of federally adopted central bank digital currency as money within Florida's uniform commercial code called as UCC. And it also prohibits CBDCs issued by a foreign reserve or foreign sanctioned central bank. And look, guys, every month I do have a session on central bank digital currencies. And I definitely go ahead and explore this topic in detail. And Tom Emmer, he was one of the first Republican politicians who tried to put a ban on central bank digital currencies. And Governor DeSantis is calling on other states to join Florida in adopting similar prohibitions within their respective commercial codes to fight back against this concept nationwide. He believes that a central bank digital currency is the cornerstone of a federal government that could track each and every transaction that happens in the world. I 100% agree to it. And Gar State Chief Financial Officer Jimmy Petronis emphasized that there would be no privacy if CBDC is introduced and if there is no privacy, there are no rights. In the same way Florida is fighting back against the IRS, he strongly believes that they need to fight back against this program to protect freedom, liberty and prosperity. And several CBDC-related bills have been introduced in the US Congress. And last month, guys, Tom Emmer, the representative from Minnesota, introduced the Central Bank Digital Currency Anti-Surveillance Act to halt efforts to unelected bureaucrats from stripping Americans of their rights of financial privacy. And last year, one of my favorite U.S. politicians, Senator Ted Cruz, introduced legislations to prohibit the Federal Reserve from issuing a central bank digital currency directly to individuals. And look, guys, I'm pretty much sure in the later half of this year, we'll definitely be seeing more news on central bank digital currency. And one thing which I've often said in my Crypto and Coffee Read podcast is stable coins 
could be in danger once central bank digital currency kicks in. Now, I'm not a massive advocate of stable coins as well, because if you look at it, stable coins account for over 90% of the total cryptocurrency market volume, and stable coin issuers are a central entity. Now, overall, Governor DeSantis does believe that CBDCs will threaten individual privacy and promote guideline surveillance, and he is pushing back against the concept by proposing legislation to ban its use as money in Florida and calling on other states to do the same. Now, listen, guys, central bank digital currencies could be a potential threat to Bitcoin. Now, what I'd recommend you to do is I do have a standalone episode on central bank digital currencies. Listen to it. Now, speaking of all negatives, I've also highlighted some of the benefits that central bank digital currency possesses. And I also talked about using zero knowledge proof and letting the block production if they're using blockchain protocols. If that were being done by banks as opposed to central banks, you can also attain privacy as well. And I've also discussed if central bank digital currencies are Web 3.0. Now, there's another report on central bank digital currencies that states that it is not in line with Islamic banking systems. An international monetary fund has published a report that discusses monetary policy implications, central bank digital currencies, and it discusses perspectives and jurisdictions with conventional and Islamic banking system. And Cointelegraph has summarized this article, and they state that IMF examines CBDC's design in context of Islamic banking and finds some risks magnified. And what they have actually said is CBDC design is complicated by prohibition in Islamic law on usury and speculation. This strongly impacts liquidity management. And what they have said is that conventional mechanism of liquidity management in the bank market, secondary market financial instruments, central bank discount window and lender of rust resorts, also called as LOLR, that are based on interest, are not permissible for Islamic banks. Now, what I really want to do is I want to have a series of episodes looking at the technical elements of central bank digital currency. Now, look, guys, everything central bank digital currency does, Bitcoin does is faster, cheaper, and in a much better way. So, I really am not sure why would a country want to adopt central bank digital currency. Now, guys, let's discuss some news regarding EULA. And there was a massive exploit that did take place a few days ago. Now, EULA is a non-custodial protocol on Ethereum that allows users to lend and borrow almost any crypto asset and recently it was drained for nearly $200 million via six flash loans and there was a vulnerability and along with EULO, roughly 10 other DeFi protocols were affected and thanks to various integration established along the way, Yield Protocol, Swivel Finance, Angle and several others all announced their level of exposure to their communities. Now there is an update regarding this few minutes ago though. The flash loan exploiter claims that they have no intentions of keeping what is not theirs and they want to come to an agreement with Eula Finance. Now what is really interesting guys is the exploiter is actually communicating on the blockchain. So if you go to the blockchain, you can read the messages where it's communicating to the team with Eula Finance and back and forth. Now this is something like a movie. Now let me try to give us some more information because Eula Finance, which is an Ethereum-based lending protocol, did actually suffer a flash loan attack last week that resulted in a theft of approximately $200 million. And the hacker responsible for the theft recently reached out to Eula, expressing a willingness to return the stolen funds and come out to an agreement. And Eula's team responded, asking to continue the conversation in private. Now the hacker's identity is currently unknown, but there are indications that they may be associated with North Korea and blockchain analytical firm Chainalysis reported a transfer of 100 E to a North Korean address 
leading to the speculation that the hack could be work of DPRK. However, this could also be an attempt to misdirect the investigators. It could be possible that he might have just sent it across 100 ETH just so that the investigation is misdirected. The Euler has previously attempted to negotiate with the hacker, but after receiving no response, launched a bounty for information leading to the arrest. Now, with the privacy discussion initiated, there is hope that the stolen funds may be returned. Now, guys, it is worth noting that the flash loan attacks are becoming increasingly common in the world of decentralized finance, and the incident highlights the need for stronger security measures and protocols in the DeFi space. Now, there is a very thin line by calling it ethical and legal because if you do find out an exploit and if you were to do it in the right way, I really am not sure if this would be termed illegal or not. Now, guys, yesterday's podcast, we did talk about some drama regarding DeFi Lama. Now, looks like the drama is put to rest. And yesterday's podcast, we discussed where the person who had access to the domain name of DeFi Lama and the Twitter account was planning to launch a token called his Lama token. But looks like the Lama token is definitely scrapped and no token is planned after poor communication and the organization reached an internal resolution after the data platform was abruptly forked a day earlier. If you do want to find out more information, go to Descript. They will provide detailed information regarding that. So the website to look at for decentralized finance news is defilelama.com. Now guys, let's discuss two news regarding UAE. And to be honest, both the news are really positive. And the first news guys I'd like to talk about is crypto.com because they have secured MVP preparatory license from Dubai's Virtual Asset Regulatory Authority. So let me try to give out some information. So the news is that crypto.com has received its MVP preparatory license from Dubai's Virtual Asset Regulatory Authority. And the MVP phase in its preparatory stage allows for approved licenses to fulfill all preconditions required to undertake NVP market operations within the VARO regime. And once licensed to be operational, Crypto.com will be able to extend its approved suit of duly regulated virtual asset activities and the license will allow Crypto.com to offer a full suite of institutional services in market in compliance with regulations and VARO which was established in March of 2022 under the Dubai Virtual Asset Regulations Law is first of its kind to regulate virtual assets and Vara's office guys I believe is at Dubai World Trade Center and I'm pretty much sure that Binance did actually help them set up the office and did lay out frameworks on having regulations as well and guys the law aims to create an advanced legal framework to protect investors and set international standards for the virtual assets industry to enable responsible business growth in and from the Emirate and Crypto.com received the initial provisional approval from Vara in June of 2022 and the news guys is Crypto.com has received this MVP preparatory license after a detailed review of its key personal governance procedures, AML and CFT capabilities, KYC and UBO policies and procedures, cross-border safety and security measures and compliance practices and Crypto.com is trusted by more than 80 million customers worldwide and is the industry's leader in regulatory compliance, security, and privacy. Now, the company was founded in 2016 and is committed to accelerating the adoption of cryptocurrency through innovation and Vara's regulatory framework gas will be instrumental in creating and managing a unique, resilient, and securely future-proof ecosystem. Vara plays a very central role in creating Dubai's advanced legal framework to protect investors and establish international standards of virtual asset industry governance and the license will allow Crypto.com to offer a range of crypto exchange services such as spot and derivatives, brokerage, margin leverage trading, 
over-the-counter offerings around settlements for institutional investors and quite a lot more. And participation from credible players like Crypto.com will further Wara's mission on delivering progressive and future-focused regulatory framework and Hansen also, who's the CEO of Wara, welcomed Crypto.com to MVP program preparatory phase and Chris Maslak, who's the CEO of Crypto.com, said the achievement is the next significant step for Crypto.com in an incredibly important market for the business and industry and gas Crypto.com is committed to empowering the next generation of builders creators and entrepreneurs to develop a fairer and more equitable digital ecosystem. Now all these things sounds great guys, but you always need to remember, not your keys, not your crypto. And this goes back to the very second line of Satoshi Nakamoto's Bitcoin white paper. He said the main benefits are lost if a central entity is required to prevent double spending. So it's great that you're using exchanges, but make sure that you transfer it to your own hardware wallet. Now guys, let's discuss the second news and this news is about DMCC that is Dubai Multi Commodity Center and they have added Enya Labs as a global technology partner to DMCC crypto ecosystem. So the official news that is announced is that DMCC partners with Enya Labs and Boba Network. So let me try to give us some more information. Now Enya Labs is a leading developer of decentralized infrastructure solutions and a core contributor to Boba Network and Boba Network guys is a global platform that allows blockchain and Web3 businesses to build next-generation decentralized apps. And this platform provides an expanded set of capabilities and smart contracts on a range of blockchain networks including Ethereum, Moonbeam and Avalanche and Boba Network Guys also offers hybrid compute technology that allows developers to build decentralized apps that can utilize off-chain data from any Web2-based system. And DMCC Crypto Center will utilize Boba Network to offer access to provide technical support to Crypto Center members interested in scaling the Web3 business. And look, as, as of now, I believe they have well over 500 establishments set up in DMCC Crypto Center. So they are definitely going to be benefited by this. And Enya Labs will offer a mentorship program and additional support through the DMCC Crypto Academy to Crypto Center members and Enya Labs will be able to tap into growing community of the DMCC Crypto Center and seek new companies to join and support the growth of Boba Network and the DMCC Crypto Center Gas is a comprehensive ecosystem for companies that develop Web3 and blockchain technologies and associated with value-added services and the Crypto Center's other ecosystem partners include TD5, TWF and Brink and the partnership with NE Labs provides a new suite of resources for members to scale up the Web3 businesses in Dubai and beyond and the DMCC Crypto Center represented the highest concentration of Web3 and blockchain businesses in the region with over 550 members. The guys listen, why was Bitcoin created? Bitcoin was created so that transactions happen peer-to-peer. -peer. So the very definition of Bitcoin is peer-to-peer -peer electronic cash system. So when you talk about decentralized protocols, when you talk about blockchain, it needs to be peer-to-peer. -peer. But nonetheless, going back to the news, the partnership with DMCC will allow Inya Labs to bring new and exciting Web3 companies onto Boba Network as it continues to expand globally. And Ahmad Bel Suleiman, the executive chairman and CEO of DMCC, who I believe I might have quoted more than 10 times in my Crypto Incorporated podcast, highlighted the thriving ecosystem created by DMCC Crypto Center. And Alan Chiu, the co-founder and CEO of Inya Labs, Praise the DMCC Crypto Center as a mature environment with many high potential projects being developed on a daily basis and the DMCC Crypto Center guys provides everything that crypto businesses and entrepreneurs need 
And guys, what I strongly feel is that the addition of any labs in Bourbon Network further expands the comprehensive offerings of the DMCC crypto ecosystem. Now, what are your thoughts, guys, on this? Mention them in the comments below. So that's all for today, guys, on the Crypto and Coffee Update for Blockchain DXP. In case if you have any feedback or suggestions, please drop me an email to info.blockchaindxp.com. Check out my website www.blockchaindxp.com and also check out my website area2071.com that talks everything about metaverse. And if you like listening to this podcast, please click on the follow button, give it a 5-star rating and share the word across. Now for the next few minutes, it's going to be an Ask Me Anything series where your listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and metaverse. So let's kick start with the Ask Me Anything series. Hey everyone, George from Blockchain DXB listening to the Ask Me Anything series where your listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, Blockchain, Beyond Blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. I have a question by Rini who asks, what do you think of Balaji Srinivasan's pet? Now to be honest Rini, I absolutely do not like it and you need to understand the demand and supply of Bitcoin and this goes down to the basics of demand and supply particularly for Bitcoin. Bitcoin supply is fixed. The only thing that would fluctuate is the demand that because there is no central entity involved, because there is no company involved and no person involved, what a lot of celebrities, influencers, early adopters, multi-billionaires and people like Michael Saylor tend to do is they tend to create the demand for Bitcoin and the answer is pretty simple why are they doing that? They are doing that because once they create the demand for Bitcoin, people are going to buy more Bitcoin and in doing so their existing value in Bitcoin increases. That's one of the reasons why I definitely do not like the bet that Balaji Srinivasan is doing. Now for the listeners, you should know that Balaji Srinivasan has a bet that the price of Bitcoin will touch $1 million in the next 90 days. And historically, guys, none of these predictions have ever come true. Now what I very strongly feel that he has an existing amount of Bitcoins. Now by putting out this tweet and putting up this open challenge, People are definitely going to buy Bitcoin and as you can see since the last 24 hours, the prices of Bitcoin has definitely pumped up. Now his existing network in this last 24 hours has definitely gone up by well over $1 million. So he has definitely made his profit. But what's going to happen is after the 90 days, we will say that he was wrong and he will give $1 million to other people who contradicted him. But in the long term, he has definitely made more than $1 million. And to be honest, really, this is one of the drawbacks of Bitcoin because right now, a lot of the early adopters, multi-billionaires, millionaires and celebrity and influencers are being benefited and this goes back once again to the nature of demand and supply because the supply is fixed, people are creating artificial demand for Bitcoin and in doing so, their existing net worth in Bitcoin increases. Now, so far as Balaji Srinivasan is concerned, I'm sure he's got billions of dollars worth of Bitcoin and he has already made well more than $1 million after putting out this bet. It doesn't matter if the price of Bitcoin goes $1 million or no, but he's already made more than that just by putting on that bet. So that is actually what my thoughts are. So that's all for today guys on the Ask Me Anything series in Blockchain DXP. In case if you have any feedback or suggestions, please drop me an email to info.blockchaindxp.com and also check out my website www.blockchaindxp.com and also check out my website area2071.com that talks everything about Metaverse. And if you do have any feedback or suggestions, mention them in the comments below. And remember guys, Monday to Thursdays, 8 a.m. to 8.30 a.m. we have Crypto and Coffee at 8, where we cover top news and information pertaining to Bitcoin, blockchain, 
Beyond Blockchain, Cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and Metaverse. And how the series of episodes on Cryptic Coffee Day works is, we usually cover some top news and information pertaining to the present cryptocurrencies. Some major breaking news, occasionally showing sweet news as well. News that has an impact on the cryptocurrency world. The other two news and information is related to Dubai, UAE, and Middle East in the world of Bitcoin, Blockchain, Beyond Blockchain, Cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and Metaverse. And what you're listening to right now is the Ask Many Things series where your listeners can ask any questions from the cryptocurrency world. So thanks so much for listening, guys. And have a nice one. Bye-bye.